welcome to the Shark City Podcast, the official podcast of Shark City Hockey, a Sounds a Sharks fan site and content hub. Shark City Hockey is a proud affiliate of the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Aaron James, and thank you for joining me for episode number 66 of the Shark City Podcast. Happy Friday to everyone in Sharks territory. There are five weeks remaining in the NHL season. Sounds like Sharks are 19-35-12, and 12, which means we're at the point of the season where fans of the bottom five teams are simulating that draft lottery on Tankathon. I'm pretty sure we'll have plenty of more opportunities to talk about the 2023 NHL draft, the lottery, and all the prospects coming up in the next five weeks. But today we begin with the aftermath of David Quinn versus Gord Dwyer. As a San Jose Sharks fan, I feel that the team is still feeling the aftermath of David Quinn versus Gord Dwyer. The last time we were together and talking San Jose Sharks hockey, we got to know the newest villain in Sharks territory, that being NHL official Gord Dwyer. Just to recap, David Quinn gave Dwyer a tongue lashing and was ejected for his choice of vocabulary during an 8-3 loss to the Washington Capitals. This past Wednesday, the NHL announced that David Quinn was fined $25,000 for conduct demeaning the officials. David Quinn stated that he and Dwyer buried the hatchet, though some animosity appeared to be present with the officiating of Tuesday's game against the Colorado Avalanche. No doubt. Cannot even pretend. There wasn't any bias or favoritism in there. So with that being said, you'd figure the $25,000 fine the following day seemed to be enough to end this feud between the San Jose Sharks' first-year head coach and the league officials, right? But then there was Thursday's loss to the St. Louis Blues that has me begging the question, can the San Jose Sharks not expect to have any calls go their way for the remainder of the season? I think it's fair to admit that I am biased in how I watch the game. I bleed till, so I'm always going to see things in favor for the Sharks, right? But there were definitely some bogus calls in that season series finale against the Blues, including a hooking penalty on Fabian Zetterlin late in the third period when the Sharks were down 3-2. to two. Now again, I'm going to admit, I am biased. But lately it seems as if the San Jose Sharks are not being awarded a power play when a penalty was clearly committed or they are sent to the penalty box when a foul is committed on them. Now by the beginning of the second period, Sharks fans are more than likely starting to feel sus about the way the game was being officiated. But for me, it was the no-goal call that made me start to like raise an eyebrow. There is no way you can convince me that was not a goal by Evgeny Savechnikov in the first period against the St. Louis Blues. Now, I'm aware that the officials are not going to overturn a call on inconclusive footage or evidence. And they showed the replay multiple times of Blues goaltender Jordan Bennington's glove juggling the puck at the goal line. 
but only a few times did they show the replay when the puck crossed over. At first glance, Randy and Drew called it that way too. What I saw was clearly white paint between the puck and the red painted goal line. And even if that event lasted just a brief moment, that, my friends, is a goal. So definitely some bogus calls in that Blues game have me wondering if we could come to expect this for the next five weeks of Sharks hockey. Now, I will not go as far as to say that the officials are deliberately influencing the game against the San Jose Sharks. But what I will say is that if that may be the case, then for those of you who are on team Tank for Bedard, you're loving this. So again, just to wrap it up, as a San Jose Sharks fan, I feel that you know the team is still dealing with the aftermath of David Quinn and Gord Dwyer's uh, little interaction that went down about a week ago. Uh, the San Jose Sharks lost to the St. Louis Blues 4-2 and thus were swept in the season series, going 0-3 against the former Cup champs. Uh, the Sharks did go on to score a goal after that no after that whole no goal incident, uh, courtesy of Eric Carlson. So Eric Carlson became the first defenseman this season to reach 20 goals. He set a new career high with 83 points on the season. He tied Brent Burns for most points in a season by a Sharks defenseman. Uh, Brent Burns had 83 points in the 2018-19 season with the San Jose Sharks. And Carlson is now the third defenseman in franchise history to score 20 goals in a season, joining Brent Burns and Sandis Ozelinch. Eric Carlson continues to chase history. He is now three goals away from Doug Wilson's record of 23 goals in a season by a defenseman 32 years of age or older. Doug Wilson set that with the Blackhawks with Chicago. Um, back to Eric Carlson. Eric Carlson is one power play goal away from tying Mark Edward Vlasic, Mike Ratchie, and Bill Holder for 11, excuse me, for eighth on the franchise all-time power play goal list for defensemen. That would be 11 power play goals for 8th on the franchise all-time list. Eric Carlson is one game-winning goal away from tying Christian Erhoff with 8 for 5th on the franchise all-time game-winning goals list for defensemen. Eric Carlson, of course, is one point away from setting a Sharks franchise record for most points in a season by a defenseman. Uh, Tomas Hurdle scored the second goal of the game. That's his 18th of the year, his 199th goal of his career. So, you know, two things to look forward to is Tomas Hurdle's 200th career NHL goal and Eric Carlson tallying one point to set a new Sharks record. Of course, most of us are watching San Jose Sharks hockey to see William Eklund score his first career NHL goal. It has not happened yet. In fact, he's technically on the little cold streak. 
but um, Eklund had a career high of 22 minutes and 17 seconds of uh, total time on the ice against the St. Louis Blues. And even though the San Jose lost 4-2 to two per natural stat trick, Hurdle, Eklund, and Zetterlin, that line outchanced the Blues 7-3 during 5-on-5 play and had a 3-1 to one edge in high danger chances. So this is the first time where, you know, William Eklund and Tomas Hurdle playing together kind of looked pretty solid. Uh, along with Fabian, along with Fabian Zetterlin, uh, the whole line had nine shots on net, and Hurdle scored his 18th goal of the season. Um, obviously, that right there is assisted by Alexander Barabanov. But nonetheless, seen some amazing things from that top line. As a matter of fact, I have a clip of, <clears throat> I have a clip uploaded on our Twitter feed at Shark City Hockey where it was a really solid. I would even go as far as to call it an elite shift by William Eklund. Uh, defensively and offensively looked great. Uh, created some chances in the offensive zone and shut down a lot of plays, a lot of opportunities he shut down, including one key um, breakup pass in front of the uh, crease. So go check out that clip at Shark City Hockey. But nonetheless, you know, Eklund is out there. He, he looks fantastic. Uh, per Money Puck, he had 28 shifts, four shot attempts. Now, only one shot came on goal and was on a breakaway, so a lot of us are holding our breath. You know, a moment that kind of like made me kind of, you know, heart started pumping a little bit quicker is listening to Randy Hahn call Willem Eklund tries to spin with the puck. Oh my goodness. I, mean, I don't know if I can ever get used to hearing that. Anyways, um, so you know, Willem Eklund is going to be another uh, bright spot for these remaining five weeks of Sharks hockey. Uh, Eric Carlson obviously is chasing history. Um, said this in a previous uh, couple episodes, Tomas Hurdle is definitely starting to get on the rise. He's starting to heat up. He's going to have plenty of opportunities uh, with Timo Meyer no longer on the team. And, um, you know, we'll just have to wait and see if any of the other kids from the CUDA get called up. Obviously, we are all waiting for Thomas Bortolo's name to come up. But until then, um, you know, we'll enjoy watching Willem Eklund continue to get some quality time um, up in the NHL. I'm Aaron James. This is the Shark City Podcast. We are going to top off the pod with the Norris Trophy race and how it could come down to Eric Carlson versus Brent Burns again. But first, we're going to take a minute to hear a message from our friends at DraftKings. NBA fans, it's time to bring the hoops action to the palm of your hand with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app today, opt in, and place a same-game parlay on any NBA game, and if it doesn't hit, you'll get a free bet back. Download the app now and sign up with code THPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Void in Ohio. See show notes for details. So Eric Carlson is having himself 
a monster year, as they say, right? He's having himself a historic resurgence. He's on pace right now to have a centennial year, over 100 points on the season. The San Jose Sharks, I've often said, Eric Carlson is the San Jose Sharks. The San Jose Sharks are almost... And I hate to say use this expression, but they're almost like you know nothing without Eric Carlson. Literally, uh, Eric Carlson when he's on the ice. Uh, last time I checked, the um, Sharks outscore their opponents eighty to seventy when Eric Carlson is on the ice, versus being outscored ninety-eight to fifty-six while he's on the bench. Eric Carlson is the San Jose Sharks. Offensively, he's having himself. A fantastic year. So, it is almost common knowledge at this point that Eric Carlson is going to be the Norris Trophy winner, right? He's the best defenseman in the league right now, right? Well, the Athletic had released their ranking of the top 10 defensemen in the National Hockey League, which of course translates to the top 10 defensemen in the race for the Norris Trophy. And guess what? Eric Carlson is not number one. In fact, Eric Carlson isn't even in the top three. So we're going to go down the list. Eric Carlson is currently ranked fourth on this list. So we're going to stop at him because... That's all that matters to us here in Sharks territory. And also, it's by literally a a fraction of a point that separates him from the number one spot. Which also means that a three-way tie is currently in place for number one. So number one is list according to Athletic. Now first, let me say this. Their ranking is based off of the player's game score, or GSVA, being game score value added. So it's advanced hockey analytics, and it uses player stats, puts them in a formula that turns them into a single stat used to measure how a player impacts the game. The GSVA is how they separated the top 10 defensemen in the National Hockey League in this athletics ranking here. Number one on the list is Adam Fox from the New York Rangers. His GSVA is 3.8. Hampus Lindholm of the Boston Bruins is number two on the list. His GSVA, 3.8. And Brent Burns of the Carolina Hurricanes is number three on the list with a GSVA of 3.8. Again, it's a three-way tie for number one. Based on their GSVA or game score, Eric Carlson is ranked fourth with a 3.7. Again, just a point, just a fraction of a point separating him from number one overall. So now that leads me into our last segment of today's episode, and that being 
can this season's Norris Trophy race come down to Eric Carlson versus Brent Burns again? This will be the fourth time, if I'm not mistaken. Eric Carlson winning out twice. Brent Burns winning out the last time. And then Eric Carlson essentially took a back seat to Brent Burns ever since when he joined the San Jose Sharks. Now that Brent Burns is with the Carolina Hurricanes, we're all getting to see what an, what an unrestricted EK65 looks like. Offensively, fantastic. Defensively, not so much. So um, one of the biggest things that I noticed on this ranking here is that Eric Carlson has, out of all the top 10 defensemen, he's the only one that has a minus in the defensive plus minus rating. Right now he has a minus 12.1. Also, The Athletic noted this. Eric Carlson is the only one out of all these candidates that doesn't kill penalties. So, again, can this race come down to Eric Carlson versus Brent Burns? Let's look into Brent Burns' um, numbers this season. Brent Burns has been a huge contributor to the Carolina Hurricanes. He's been on the ice for 70% of the expected goals, 76% of the actual goals. Along with his defensive partner, Jacob Slavin, Brent Burns has allowed 2.1 expected goals per 60, and he's made Carolina one of the toughest teams to score on this season. Brent Burns' defensive plus-minus rating here is at plus 22.8. His offensive plus-minus is at positive 20.9. In comparison, Carlson is positive 25.3, which is by far the highest. But Brent Burns is closest with offensive production and by far the higher uh, defensive um, you know, production as well. Now, a lot of, a lot of people are going to quick say that it has to do with his defensive pairing. But hey, Brent Burns was also paired with one of the best defensemen in the league as well just a couple of seasons ago. So is the production because of Slavin or is it because of Brent Burns? I would go to I would go as far as to say being a Sharks fan and watching him play for all these years, it's because of Brent Burns. So what do you think, San Jose Sharks fans? Do you think that Brent Burns poses a threat to Eric Carlson's Norris Trophy campaign? I'm not even going to consider the other two guys on the list because, you know, it's a three-way tie. The way I see it is, and again, biased here, being a Sharks fan, long-time defender, Brent Burns, it's just his first season away from the club, and he's already being considered for Norris Trophy. So I think it's going to come down to Eric Carlson and Brent Burns. What do you all think out there? Uh, Eric Carlson, obviously, there isn't any reason why he shouldn't be considered the best defenseman in the league unless, of course, you are considering his defensive ratings. On the flip side of that, Brent Burns is hitting on both marks, offensively and defensively. So it's going to be very interesting, tight race going down 
to the end of the season for the Norris Trophy. I'm Aaron James. Thank you for enjoying this episode of the Shark City Podcast. Sharks are taking on the Minnesota Wild Saturday night. They're coming back home for a couple of games at the tank. So until next time, let's go Sharks.